Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 20, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! <laughs> it's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. So hello boys and girls, welcome back and it is the end of week 4, which isn't exactly the end of our first month, we still have one more day to go in January, but it's kind of our first month, so good job! We do that 11 more times and hopefully we'll be there or thereabouts. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the friendly curious cow. So Marvin, how are you feeling now that we're one month in? Oh yeah, I feel good, Dave. You know, I didn't really know much about Obadiah or Amos. In fact, you know, I didn't know anything about them at all, but now I kind of do, so yeah, that's good. But, you know, I'll feel a lot better in about four minutes once I win the quiz. (laughs) Okay, well, we will see, Marvin. Let's do this. What do you remember? And what do you know? Let's find out because it's Friday, the Friday Quiz Show. Yeah, it's the Friday Quiz Show. Hi, guys. Hi, Gary. How are you, Gary? I'm good, Dave. You guys have a lot of American listeners, right? Well, I don't know if I would say a lot, but yeah, there are probably more in America than there are here. That's great, Dave. I love Americans. I just discovered that in America, there is an official National Squirrel Appreciation Day. What a country. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I didn't know that, Gary. When is it? It was one week ago, Dave. January 21st. I just missed it. Oh, okay. Huh. You would have thought that they might have sent you a card or something, huh? Well, yes but I'm sure they were too busy appreciating their own American squirrels. I can only imagine the celebrations, Dave. Fireworks, bands playing, parades, nut-based party platters. Well, Gary, you know, I did live in America for maybe six years. I'm not sure that happens. Oh, it's bound to, Dave. Americans know how to celebrate. Well, that is true. And, yeah, maybe our listeners will send us some pictures of their National Squirrel Appreciation Day festivities. Oh, wow, yes, that would be great. Well, while we wait for those to pour in, uh, shall we do our quiz? You betcha, Dave. Here goes. Question one from this week. At the end of the Book of Amos, we finally got to the good news, the hope for the future. God said he would rebuild somebody's fallen shelter. So, whose fallen shelter was God going to rebuild? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's kind of a tricky one, but yeah, I, I think I do remember that. Yep, yep, I think I've got that one too. Okay, question two. In Second Thessalonians, Paul tells them that anyone who doesn't what shouldn't get to eat. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that bit too. Oh, I'm feeling good this week, Dave. Well, not so fast, Marvin. I've got that one too. Okay, guys, here we go. Question three. Next week, our friend Colin, the Australian orange crow, will be on the podcast. But what kind of bird is mentioned most in the Bible? Oh, gosh. Okay, well, I can think of ravens. I can think of doves and sparrows. Oh, and eagles. Yeah, that might be all I've got. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with one of those ones, Dave. 
Yeah, me too. Okay, Gary, give us the answers. How'd we do? Okay, so question one. The fallen shelter God says he will rebuild is David's fallen shelter. Okay, yeah, yeah, I did get that one. Yep, that's what I put too. Okay, question two. In Second Thessalonians, Paul said if you didn't work, you shouldn't get to eat. Yeah, get a job, Thessalonians. I got that too. Two for two, Dave. <laughs> yep, I got that one as well. It's down to the birds, Marvin. Okay, so which bird did you think appears most often? Well, I said ravens, Dave, because, you know, Noah put one out there, and then they came to feed Elijah. Okay, yeah, well, I went for eagles, because I feel like there's lots of sayings about soaring like eagles or on eagles' wings and that kind of thing. Okay, well, ravens are mentioned 11 times. Okay, not bad. Eagles are mentioned 27 times. So are owls, by the way. But the best answer was the dove. Doves are mentioned 47 times in the Bible. But Dave wins this week. Oh, cow. 3-1 down, Dave. Gosh, 2022 has not been my year so far. Nope, nope. Things are looking good for me, Marv. But yeah, there's a long way to go. Thanks, Gary. It may not be National Squirrel Appreciation Day here, but we appreciate you. Aw, oh, thanks, Dave. Hey, I'll see you guys next week. Bye, Gary. Okay, Marv, time for us to get back to Galatians. So, we've heard Paul as he starts to lay out his case about why the Galatians need to not listen to these guys that want them to follow all the Jewish laws. So, he's gone over his story, how he was sent by Jesus Christ himself to preach the gospel. And yesterday, Paul was pointing out that we can't be made right by obeying the law. Whether we are a Jew or a Gentile, the only way anyone can be saved is by following Jesus. Okay, got it, Dave. So today we hit chapter 3, and Paul is not done, not even close. He's still mad, because Marvin, here's the thing. If you say, right, becoming a Christian, putting your trust in Jesus is not enough, you have to become a Christian, and then you have to do all this other stuff. Well, really what you're actually saying is that Jesus dying on the cross was not enough to save you. It, it got you so far, sure, but then somehow it's over to you, and you have to finish the job. Oh yeah, well that doesn't sound right at all, Dave. Yeah, because it's not Marvin. When we are saved, it's because of what God does. He does it all. If any of it was up to us, then we'd mess it up. But it's not. The Bible puts it this way. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And you know what else? Paul wants to point out that that has always been true for God's people, even in the Old Testament. And so he's going to go all the way back and talk about Abraham. Okay, gotcha. So, well, Dave, what are we listening for today? Okay, the first thing is something Paul says. He says, those who have faith are what? Okay, okay, those who have faith are something. Got it. And then Paul is talking about a promise that God made to Abraham. And he says there was a big gap between God's promise to Abraham and then when the law was given. So how many years was that gap? Okay, got it. So that was those who have faith are what? And then how long was the gap between the promise and the law. That's it. Okay, great. So, well, is it Nick or Rose today? Well, today, we're back to Nick. Okay, great. So, hit me with that reverb, Dave. Here we go. Coming to you, live on stage, boys and girls, please welcome Mr. Nick Shaw. Okay, Marvin, I am ready. Galatians 3, verses 1 to 18. You foolish people of Galatia, who has put you under an evil spell 
when I preached, I clearly showed you that Jesus Christ had been nailed to the cross. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law? Or did you receive the Spirit by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? You began with the Holy Spirit. Are you now trying to complete God's work in you by your own strengths? Have you suffered so much for nothing? And was it really for nothing? Why does God give you his Spirit? Why does he work miracles among you? Is it because you do what the law says or is it because you believe what you have heard? Think about Abraham. Scripture says Abraham believed God. God accepted Abraham because he believed. So his faith made him right with God. So you see, those who have faith are children of Abraham. Long ago, Scripture knew that God would make non-Jews right with himself by believing in him. He announced the good news ahead of time to Abraham. He said, all nations will be blessed because of you. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham. He was the man of faith. All who depend on obeying the law are under a curse. It is written, May everyone who doesn't continue to do everything that is written in the book of the law be under God's curse. We know that no one is made right with God by keeping the law. Scripture says those who are right with God will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. In fact, it is just the opposite. It teaches that the one who does those things will live by them. Christ set us free from the curse of the law. He did it by becoming a curse for us. It is written, everyone who is hung on a pole is under God's curse. Christ Jesus set us free so that the blessing given to Abraham would come to non-Jews through Christ. He did it so that we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit by believing in Christ. Brothers and sisters, let me give you an example from everyday life. No one can get rid of an official agreement between people. No one can add to it. It can't be changed after it's been made. It is the same with God's covenant. The promises were given to Abraham. They were also given to his seed. Scripture doesn't say, and to seeds, that means many people. It says, and to your seed. That means one person. And that one person is Christ. Here's what I mean. The law came 430 years after the promise. But the Lord does not get rid of God's covenant and promise. The covenant had already been made by God. So the law does not do away with the promise. The great gift that God has for us does not depend on the law. If it did, it would no longer depend on a promise. But God gave it to Abraham as a free gift through a promise. Thanks, Nick. So how'd we do, Marvin? Oh, I got him, Dave. Yeah. So Paul said that those who have faith are children of Abraham. That's right. Good job. 
And then there was a gap of 430 years between the promise and the law. Perfect. Good work, Marvin. Now, some of that might have sounded a bit confusing, boys and girls, but let's go through kind of Paul's three main points. So firstly, he was saying that, you know, Jesus dying on the cross was enough. We don't have to go and add something else to it like it wasn't. Like we need to top it up. The price has been paid. The job has been done. We have been saved. Okay, yeah. With you so far, Dave. Okay, next, even in the Old Testament, before Jesus had died for us, even then, nobody earned their salvation. Paul says we read in Genesis that Abraham was saved by his faith, not by being a great, super good person. Okay, yeah, still with you, Dave. Okay, and then number three, God promised Abraham that he was going to save people of all nations. He promised that someone from Abraham's family would bless the peoples of the whole world. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that promise from season one. Good, I'm glad, Marvin. Well, Paul is saying that if God promises to do something, you know, it doesn't matter what anyone else does. Whether we follow the law or not, he doesn't depend on us. He doesn't need us. The promise was going for 430 years before the law was even there. So it's not like once the law came along that the promise changed. Of course it doesn't. God's promises never change. If God promises, then it's happening, no matter what. So, you know what, don't kid yourself, Galatians, like God's promises to save us depend on us following the law well enough. Salvation belongs to our God. He will save those who trust in him. It's down to him. It's not down to us. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's really good news, right? I mean, it seems like these new guys in Galatia, well, their news is not so good. I mean, I guess it's kind of pretty good. They're still saying you can be saved, but yeah, they're, they're saying you have to do a bunch of stuff as well. Yeah, that's it, Marvin. And that's why Paul is so annoyed. You heard him today call them fools. They are changing this amazingly good promise of God to save us, and they're twisting it into something that's nowhere near as good. They're changing Jesus' good news into a big list of things that we have to do to earn our salvation. And by doing that, well, like I said, what they're really saying is Jesus dying on the cross was not enough. And Paul is not going to have that. It's just not true. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see. So today, boys and girls, let's give thanks that when God promises to do something, nothing and no one can stand in the way of that. And give thanks that he has promised to save us. Yeah, hooray! (laughs) Yep, that's a definite hooray. And a pretty good way to finish our week, I think. So we'll leave it there. Have a great weekend, boys and girls, and we will see you Monday to start week five. Yeah, have a great weekend, boys and girls. We'll see you Monday. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org. <laughs>